Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. And today is a solo episode. Uh, I have two topics I want to chat about today. Uh, So the first one is basically just a common thing that I hear from a lot of potential clients and just people reaching out for help. And basically, you know, it comes down to they want to see their abs or they want to lean out in their midsection, right? I think that that, for whatever reason, that just always ends up being like the thing that is, is what is most wanted in, when it comes to fitness, right? I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I can relate to, I know when I first got into it, I was the same way I wanted, you know, abs. Um, and so I, I can understand where they're coming from, where people are coming from with that. Um, but yeah, it seems to be that that is, is again, what most people want. And so, but this is also like the toughest thing to get, I feel like too. And, and no matter what, uh, you know, they do their abs never show. And basically you end up getting yourself in this endless cycle of trying to lean out but with no change and minimal to no abs at all. Um, And so really what I want to go over today is basically how to build your abs and how to look leaner in your midsection. Um, I feel like there's some common mistakes that people make here with this. um, That is the big reason why they end up never seeing their abs or feeling like they look lean in their midsection. Um, This was kind of sparked by a conversation I had with a client who he's in a fat loss phase and he's been trending down, um, but he's just always like, I I just want to see more in my midsection. And, And I, kind of this got me thinking about just common reasons as to why that probably was. And so again, that's what we'll um, dive into here today. It's one of the cool things with working with clients is that you do really get to like see some of these really unique situations come up and it gets you thinking more. And so, yeah, and uh, I love being able to to share that with everybody else. So the first thing you need to do uh, again, to uh, build your abs and look leaner in your midsection is to just lose body fat. All right. I know that's obvious. um, And you're probably like, oh, great. This is going to be one of these things, but a lot of times you just aren't as lean as you think you are. Um, this again, reminds me kind of of a story of my first bodybuilding competition where, you know, I was, I thought, you know, that was the first time that I got really lean and I thought I was super lean, but then I had a lot of uh, judges just say, Hey, you know, kind of puffy looking, just wasn't lean enough, needs to lose. Money. I was just like, what? And, and I couldn't believe it. But, uh, again, you, we always think that we're a little bit leaner than what we actually are. At least we, we feel that way. Okay. And a lot of times it's like, how come I'm not leaning out? How come I can't see my abs or how come I'm not leaning out my midsection? It just simply, simply comes down to the fact that you just have more body fat, right? Getting lean is not easy. Um, and getting lean enough to really see your abs is going to take hard work and sacrifice. And a lot of times it just isn't that people don't realize the, the, the consistency that goes into it. It's, you know, not only is it the choices you make and the hard work you have to put in, but it's also the consistency of that, right. That, that, really matters. And I think that's where, you know, once you combine all those things, it's just a really hard thing to achieve. That's why you don't see a lot of people with abs um, is is for that reason. So if you're not seeing your abs, you know, chances are you just need to lose more overall body fat if your abs are not showing. I mean, it really just just comes down to that. Um, Now, as we'll kind of dive into this a little bit there, there does come up a point to basically diminishing returns and where if you just keep trying to do that, okay, then what do you do? Right. So again, maybe you're somebody that thinks you've lost a good amount of fat or, um, 
you know, you've gotten lean and that your abs still didn't show, then okay, then these next are these next um, points are probably going to be a little bit more helpful for you. But for a lot of people, um, you know, I definitely think you need to get leaner than what you think you are. Uh, again, it's a challenging thing to do, and then you have to. Uh, then you have the consistency aspect, which, which is also very challenging. It's kind of the opposite of like when somebody tries to build or gain weight, someone that has a tr- problem doing that. It's like, yeah, they, they eat in a surplus three days out of the week. And then the rest of the time they don't right? And you end up just kind of being in a surplus, not in a surplus in a surplus, not in a surplus. And over time it's like 50, 50. And that's why you're not gaining weight. You end up being at maintenance um, for the week and over time. Um, so same thing here, you know, you probably need to lose some more body fat, but let's say you again, are already fairly lean, still aren't really happy with how your abs look. I know, again, I can relate to this. I've gotten lean for a bodybuilding show. Wasn't very happy with my abs um, at that point, but I look back and I never really trained my abs. Okay. And so the next thing you need to do is you need to actually build your abs up. You know, maybe you're pretty lean or you have dieted for fat loss for some time and you don't have the abs you want. At this point, you probably need to just build your abs. I know there's that common misconception out there, or there's that common perception out there that, Oh, you never need to train your abs, just squat and deadlift. It's like, okay, yeah, that works. But if you're not happy with the way your abs look, you probably need to train them more. It's the same thing with biceps where again, you'll see people be like, dude, just squat and you're grow your biceps. Okay. But if you're not happy with your biceps, you probably need to train them. Right. Same thing with your abs. Like I think that when it comes to this, people are kind of on one side of the pendulum or the other where they're, they train abs right all the time. And we'll dive into why this is and, and why they don't really see the abs that they want. But then you have people on the other side of the pendulum that are like, you never need to train your abs. And again, with most things we need to, there's better, we can get in the middle basically. And so the problem here is like, I was just saying the abs are just like any other muscle group. And because of that, they do, they need to be trained the same way. So you hear you know, somebody will hear, okay, I need to build my abs. And then what do they do? They go out and they do like these thousand rep circuits of like ab work, or they just do like 60, 70 rep sets of abs. And they just like do a ton of crunches and stuff like that. And it's like, all right, for whatever reason, the abs just became this like muscle that you just train differently than everything else. Right. And we know that with most, most, most muscles, you're going to grow best from rep ranges of about eight to 15 reps, five to 15 sets per week. And you progressively overload them. Um, the abs are no different. Uh, and, and so again, we need to make sure that if we're training it, you know, we're training it in that, that good rep range. Now you can go outside of this rep range. You can go, you know, five, six, seven reps. You can go 15 to 20 reps. You can go 20 to 30 reps if you want, but the, the bulk of your training and that your best training you're going to get is probably going to be from this eight to 15 rep range. Same thing with the sets. You can go outside of this five to 15, but you, you know, you probably, you can go a little less and you'll see some growth. And if you go more, you, some people, some people can go more and they'll see growth. Right. Um, but we don't, what we don't want to do is just all of a sudden go into 30 rep set, 30 plus rep sets, do 20, 30 sets per week. And then, you know, that's, that's what we want to avoid. And also the progressive overload part, like same thing here, you need to be able to overload your abs and they need to be get, they need to get stronger too. Um, so again, I, I feel like a lot of this comes down to people don't train their abs correctly, right? They, again, they either don't train their abs or they fall on the other side where they, they, they just train it ineffectively and they, they treat it different than they would their chest, right? Like you wouldn't, if you were trying to grow your chest, you wouldn't do sets of 40, 50, 60 to grow your chest, right? Like that would be ridiculous. So, you know, I, I'm just, it's, it's crazy to me to think that, you know, people think they can grow their abs that are, they can lean out or whatever it may be, right? Like you don't lean out in your chest by doing sets of 50 to 60, um, in that either. Right. 
so this is come to my other point on this is the other thing on this is that building your abs isn't going to lean out your mid, your midsection. Okay. I think that's why people do those high rep sets is they think that's, what's going to tone up their midsection. That's, what's going to lean it out. It's like, that's going to come through energy balance again, you know, activity, uh, food, food intake, right? Like those are things you're going to have to, what you're going to need again, you need to lose body fat to be able to see your abs. But what building your abs is going to do is it's going to just make your abs pop more. Um, probably be like you'll, you know, and they might, I don't want to say necessarily stick out, but they'll just, they're just going to pop more and, and you'll be able to notice them at any given body weight. Uh, you'll be able to notice them more at any given body weight. So maybe when you used to be like 12 to 13% body fat, um, you didn't see your abs, but then you take some time to build your abs up now at that 12 to 13, you might be able to see them a little bit more. Again, this is something that I feel like I've noticed myself where, uh, now that I've built my abs up a little bit more, I've actually trained them correctly. And with progressive overload, I can see them at higher levels of body fat, which is good. Right. I mean, that kind of gives you that sense of that. You're still like fairly lean and, and it's nice to see your abs, you know, that you're not like overly fat. <clears throat> and I think it also makes it easier to like go through, um, you know, phases where you're not necessarily your leanest either because you can't see your abs at higher levels of body fat. Um, but on this, you know, again, so you're, they're going to pop more, like they're not, you're not going to just see them. Um, you're not going to train them. And then all of a sudden you're going to lean out and that's how it's like, no, you'll just be able to, they'll pop more. They'll show up more. You'll notice them more at any given body weight when you, when you build them up, but it's not going to lean out and you're not going to lose body fat in your midsection by doing, by training your abs. And so the final note on this one is always dining for fat loss is going to reduce your body's ability to build muscle. So yes, you will have to take some time away from fat loss dieting for this to happen. So you can't just diet for fat loss. You can't, you know, again, in the, in the beginning, when, when you are at a higher a chance of recomping, which we've talked about that before in, in terms of how you can build muscle without being in a surplus and potentially even in a deficit. Um, but once you get past that point, you know, it is, you're, you are going to have to get out of fat loss dieting in order to build muscle in your abs. Right. So it's kind of that, like, catch 22 where it's like, well, I want my abs to show, but they also need to build. I also need to build them. So this again, just kind of shows you that you do need to take time away from fat loss dieting. The next thing you can do is build other muscles. A big reason why your midsection doesn't look lean is that your other muscles aren't built up either. Okay. I think a lot of times it comes down to, you know, your upper body just doesn't look super big. Right. Um, or uh, as, as a female, you know, your, your arms don't look defined because you don't have muscle there. Right. Or your, your shoulder, same thing or your legs aren't built either, which again is going to give you the appearance that your waist is, is small, right? So again, this is where like the art of bodybuilding kind of comes in, you know, bodybuilding is an illusion and guys know how to pose to make their body look the best they can. And it's kind of the same thing with building muscle. We can kind of build muscle and whatnot in other areas to make our midsection look leaner. Um, so again, think muscles like shoulders, chest, arms, legs, anything that's again, not your abs. Like if you build those things up, like it will make your midsection look leaner. Um, I think a lot of times there are a lot of reasons why guys feel like they need to keep guys and gals need to keep losing weight in their midsection is because they just haven't built up other areas of their body, um, to make it look that way. And again, you can get yourself in this endless cycle of just being super restrictive with your calories, um, not bringing in enough energy. And because of that, you're not going to be putting your body in the best position to build muscle. You're trying to lean out and it's just, is kind of this endless cycle. You just go, you know, you just dig deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole. If these muscles are bigger, more defined, they're going to make your midsection appear leaner. Um, you're going to appear to have a smaller waist. Um, again, though, this is going to require you to not always be in a fat loss diet to build these muscles. 
it's kind of funny how I always end up tying that into everything I talk about, I feel like. But again, it really is important uh, to do that. The next thing is going to be sleep and stress management. Again, kind of funny how I tied this into it, but poor sleep is going to hurt muscle growth, right? So it's going to, it's going to hurt those, those previous two posts. Um, it's going to violate that. Uh, poor sleep has also been shown to increase energy intake the following day. So if you do that regularly, that's going to uh, go against the, that's going to violate the first point that I made about lose body fat. Okay. And so again, like I said, both of these are going to make the first three points less likely in terms of stress management, chronic high levels of stress is going to hurt muscle growth. So again, that's going to hurt that, uh, second and third point. Um, also, you know, when you are dieting for fat loss, uh, that is a stressor on the body and it, and you're in that kind of catabolic, you're in that, uh, uh, fasted state where you're going to see things like cortisol be a little bit higher. And if, if they're chronically high as well, this is going to have an effect on where your body prefers to store body fat. And when cortisol levels are chronically high, um, it has been shown that your body is going to start to prefer fat gain in the, in the midsection. Okay. So like we do want to make sure that we're doing things to lower our overall stress levels. So again, make sure you're recovering from stress and training, um, because training is going to fall under that stress bucket. And again, you need to recover in order to build muscle. Um, if you don't do these things, you know, it's going to be very hard to see your abs and for them to appear lean. The next is to rethink expectations and goals. Your abs are only really going to pop around certain body fat levels. Is this doable for you? Uh, you know, the lifestyle you want to live may not be conducive to this or the sacrifices you have to make. There's nothing wrong with that, but you have to take that into consideration you know, for you getting super lean and having your ab show may not be sustainable for the lifestyle you want to live um, as well. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with that, but you have to be okay with that. You can't have everything you want. Um, you know, there, there is going to be some give and take, right? Like, and what I mean by that is you can't, you probably aren't going to be able to go out three, three nights a week and drink what you want and eat what you want and see your abs. Okay. But you enjoy doing that and that's fine. Keep doing that, but just realize that you, you're going to have to probably choose one or the other, or, you know, figure out a way to moderate going out, right? Maybe you go out, you can still go out and like see your abs or whatever it may be, but you also can't just go out three times a week and feel like you can do what you want. And then you're going to have the physique you want as well. Like there are going to be some sacrifices you have to make, or if you're a, a parent, like, you know, that's going to make things challenging is, is you having abs going to be doable for you? You know, for some people you have to get super lean and your libido might go down. Is that doable for you? Like you have to just ask yourself these things. And sometimes you have to rethink your expectations and goals. And we can also take this from a standpoint of time. Like if you've been, if you've had poor lifestyle habits and training habits and nutrition habits for years on end, do you really think you're just going to be able to get abs in like 12 weeks? Right. You know, so again, we have to rethink these expectations and goals. And again, maybe this comes from, like I said, a time frame thing where you have to be a real realistic on the time frame as well. Um, I think too many people see before and afters of people and, and they think that they can do the same thing and you don't know their story. You don't know where they've been. You don't know if that uh, person uh, was super trained before they took a little time off. I, I think you, you know, the more I learn about some of the stuff, I feel like some of these really dramatic um, transformations that you'll see in like 12 weeks are, you know, somebody that took a little bit of time off, they kind of let themselves get into bad shape. And then they like went hard. They already developed like really good habits. Um, you know, they can, th those type of people will have those really crazy, um, transformations that you'll see. And it's like, you know, there's, that's, that's not to take anything away from them, but you have to realize that they had worked up to that at some point, you know, whereas you just, you may not have had that before. Right. And so again, you're, that's not you. You have to realize that this is somebody else. 
but also too, and this is going to hit the next part. Like some people just have some crazy genetics where like, you know, they're really responsive to weight training, fat loss, whatever it may be. And so that brings me uh, to this next point here, genetics, right? This is out of your control, but also realize genetics are going to play a massive role in this. Um, you don't want to use it as an excuse to not try your best, but also realize that some people have shapes that are going to make their midsection appear leaner. Um, also on this too, I know, again, some people are going to lean out in certain places or they're going to store body fat in certain places, right? It's like, um, I think it was Peter, Dr. Peter Fitch, and I had him on the podcast a couple of times. I think he said he doesn't really store much fat in his midsection. So like when he's like building and trying to build muscle and, and putting on some body fat to build muscle, like he almost looks leaner because, or he looks like he doesn't look like he's putting on any body fat because he like stores it in his arms and stuff. So like his arms get bigger and whatnot, but like his abs, you can still see his abs at higher levels of body fat. So like for him, you know, uh, again, he's, he kind of has that to where he can see his abs at higher levels of body fat. And he probably also trains them to that, which is going to help that too. But again, some people are just going to naturally have like smaller waist. And again, this is where like for something like bodybuilding, again, all these guys work super hard, but there is some genetics involved too, right? Especially when it comes to muscle growth. So they also might have, again, muscles that are more responsive to training, right? And they can get away with really training on their abs, however they like. And for whatever reason, genetically, they just have abs that are really responsive to training. And so again, that could be something where they could be higher levels of body fat. You can see their abs more, or uh, even if they aren't, don't have a ton of muscle up top, they still have like really defined abs. Again, that's just genetics. Or again, you have people that just naturally have smaller looking waist. Again, you can't, you can't do anything about that. We can give you the parents to do that, but you can't do anything about like, actually like, making it look like you have a small waist. You know, some people are just going to have an easier time doing that. Um, Either way, there are things you can do to make them appear leaner, uh, which were the things we talked about earlier. Lastly, again, I got to bring this one up. Don't always diet for fat loss and periodize your training nutrition. If you always restrict calories so you can have a leaner midsection, you're going to make muscle growth tough. Um, Also adhering to that long-term is going to be a challenge that will violate the first point. So again, you always restrict. It's going to be hard for you to build muscle. You're going to violate points two and three. And then you also adhering to fat loss diet for long periods of time is going to be very challenging, which in turn, which at some point is going to violate the first point of losing body fat. This is why with online clients, we do fat loss in periods of eight to 12 weeks, followed by building phases to build their body up and again, get them away from just always being in fat loss. We build their body up, you know, they diet back down again. Hey, now they look leaner in their midsection because they built some muscle in their upper body or in their legs or whatever it may be. Right. Again, giving that, giving the appearance that they, that they have a smaller waist or that they got leaner in their midsection, which maybe they did too, because they did finally diet. They did finally build their body up. They went back to fat loss phase. Now their body was way more responsive to fat loss than it ever was. So again, I'm going to tie this into everything. Don't always diet for fat loss. You know, make sure you're periodizing your training and nutrition. Um, so that way your body doesn't, it's kind of weird how uh, there was always the saying, you know, uh, confuse your body. You could, you could say you're doing that, but it, that's, I just feel like that's kind of like bro sciencey way to say things, but that's kind of true in a way though. But just to sum this up, chances are, if you haven't seen your abs, like you want, or it doesn't look like you have a lean mix session, you probably are making at least one of these mistakes. Okay. Um, one last thing I did want to mention is that if you have been overweight at one point, realize, realize that getting super lean in your midsection might be tough due to excess skin. Um, you can still build abs and work on things above, but you might not be able to get super lean in your midsection. Like you might just kind of have a little bit of like excess skin there. Okay. So I, I, I wanted to leave with that too, because I think some people that have been at that point think they're going to have this body of somebody that 
you know, never was overweight. And, and unfortunately that does kind of alter some things, right? Um, you know, one of them obviously being, you're going to be more prone to regain weight after you lose weight, but again, you're going to have some excess skin, um, as well that could make that a little bit more challenging, uh, to see. Cool. So I wanted to go over one more thing. Um, so basically this is, uh, all about like how many days per week you should train for building muscle. Okay. So I, I, I think again, a lot of times, the, miscon the misconception is that training more is always better, right? So for building muscle, training more days uh, is, is better, right? Oh, if you're not in there six, seven days a week, you're not really going to see uh, muscle growth, right? So what I want to say here is for building muscle, training more days per week isn't inherently better unless it increases your training volume, you can recover from it, you know, you can stick to it and it improves your quality. And I'm going to go, it, prove, it improves your quality. And I'm going to go over these here in a minute. So you know, again, this, this missing, this misconception is a problem because someone who can't train six, seven days per week can feel like it's a waste or they aren't quote unquote hardcore enough if they don't train that many times a week. Right. But really the truth is that training three to four days per week is more than enough to see muscle growth, especially if you do it correctly. You honestly, there's, I guarantee you, there's at least a handful of people that are listening to this right now that you train six to seven days a week. I guarantee you, if you went down to three or four, you would actually see better gains than what you're doing now. Um, and so saying that there are times when training six, seven days per week can actually be detrimental, especially if your recovery or nutrition do not match. So for online clients here, are the things we consider for adding in more days, or um, I was going to go over these, the points that I just made. So training more days per week is only be is better only if it can increase your overall volume for the week. Um, if it'll, if it allows you to do more overall volume, then training more could be good for you. Um, for example, while three days can be more than enough, having a fourth or fifth day is going to allow for more overall training to happen and more overall volume. You're just going to have more time to be able to dedicate to that. And because of that, we do know volume is important for muscle growth. And so you can get more volume in, then that is always going to be good. Right. Um, and so, uh, again, you, if you, if you train more days and it does get you more volume, that is, that is a good thing. Now, what I will say on this is you need to take these other points into consideration before that, because you can train more and get more volume in. But if you're somebody who trains six, seven days a week, you get more volume in than the person who trains three to four days. But if these next things are not on point, it doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, so I do want to make that point, but the next thing is it's only better if you can recover from it. Adding more days can be, can be helpful because it will allow for more volume. Like I just talked about, but you have to be able to recover from that extra volume. Otherwise your body is just going to use its resources recovering rather than actually building muscle. So if you're under eating, not sleeping and stress is high training more probably isn't going to do much for you. Um, and what I mean by it's going to use more of its resources to recovering is that, you know, again, all stress is going to fall under the same bucket. So if you're just, your body's going to prioritize getting rid of that first and if it's using all of its resources to that, then you don't actually grow muscle. You might just get to the point to where you just um, get back to where you were before, right? And this is where somebody can spin their wheels. Um, Sam Miller brought this up and he he heard it from John, John Meadows. Basically, like when you train, you know, you kind of dig a hole, right? And uh, you dig that hole. And, and basically, if you don't like recover and eat and do things like that, then you know, you're just basically going to get back to where you were before. Um, whereas if you can recover, you know, if you can recover, you, you have more, um, calories to allocate towards that. You kind of start at that baseline and that's how you essentially grow. Um, so again, we need to make sure that we can recover from the volume that we're doing. Um, so again, if you do more days and it does get you more volume in, but if you can't recover from that, not going to help be helpful. The next thing is, you know, that you can stick to it. Training more is great, but if you can't stick to it, then it isn't great for you. You have to find an amount, you know, you can stick to. 
again, maybe, you know, you can recover from six days. Um, you can train six and, but can you do that every week? Is that sustainable for you? If it's not, then that's not better for you, right? You need to find a number that you know you can stick to each week. The next thing is it improves your quality. One of the benefits of doing more days is that you can split up your volume and it allows you to improve your quality for each rep and set rather than having to do more in each session. And the more you have to do, quality can suffer. Uh, maintaining quality is probably going to be easier for sets of, for five sets for a muscle group rather than like 10 plus sets. Okay. Uh, so again, it's, it's going to be helpful if it can help you improve your quality. So like, you know, again, like I said, if you could split that volume up and it allows you to be put more in each of those, like, like say, for example, you do 10 sets in one workout. It's like, okay, towards the end, those sets, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 might probably aren't going to be as effective as like the first couple. Right. But if you can split those up, you know, maybe your first five are super productive. Now you split those up and then that those first five can be productive again. So as a whole, you've had more productive uh, sets um, than if you did it the first way. So the main takeaway is that doing more days is only better if certain criteria 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 are met. Otherwise you could be putting in more work for nothing. And this is where most people find themselves um, that come to me and client wise too. Um, you know, people are doing more, but it's not productive and they end up just kind of spinning their wheels, right? Putting in work, but not seeing the results that you know you should be. So that's it for this episode. Uh, if you guys have any questions, you can always send me a message on Instagram or an email, um, but that's it for this episode. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.